What's up, Dunwoody? Our Dunwoody Parks have seen a recent surge in productivity over the last couple years, if you haven't noticed. Um, last time we spoke with Brent Walker, he was the Parks and Rec staff, like was the entire Parks and Rec staff. This time when we met, Brent introduced us to his team. We had this conversation back in early March, right before the pandemic hit, and it really screwed up the episode. The show is supposed to be all about the new Brook Run Park improvements and the grand opening ceremonies and a big celebration. But as you know, none of this will happen for some time now. Um, but I've tried to salvage the recording. I cut a lot of the conversation, and we're going to roll with the rest of it. Maybe we can get back over there to City Hall to catch up with him sometime soon. I'm Matt Weber. I'm a real estate agent with EXP Realty. Up until about a month ago, I was with Keller Williams. I had no beef with Keller Williams' Peachtree Road office. In fact, I loved it there. However, when this pandemic hit, the world changed. A lot of businesses have made massive moves over the last couple months. The ones that pivoted quickly, innovated, and changed the way they do business have survived. In fact, many have flourished. My move to eXp was a decision that I made within a couple days of quarantine. eXp is a completely cloud-based brokerage. They don't own any offices or any commercial buildings. Everything is in the cloud, so I can work from anywhere there. there's Wi-Fi. You can imagine how beneficial that has become over the last month. There's about to be a huge influx of real estate agents over the next coming years as the old brick-and-mortar brokerages bleed revenue from all these commercial offices. eXp has a big head start in the new way of doing business. Agents that you know, the big names in the area, will be switching to cloud-based brokerages. And if they're coming over, why not team up with me? Why not take advantage of the reach that What's Up Dunwoody has? Why not take advantage of the following that I've spent years to build? But my favorite part of eXp as a completely agent-owned brokerage, I own part of it. The business model is all about building each other up and working together. At KW, I felt like I was always in competition with everybody in my office. And at eXp, we all benefit from providing value and building that brand. Now, I know there's a lot of agents and family members of agents who are listening right now. I can give you instant access to a large Facebook following, influential Facebook groups, and even this podcast that you're listening to now. You understand exactly where the real estate profession is going, and you understand the benefits of what I'm offering. So I'm not going to take up any more of the podcast time, but hit me up, 404-502-8683. My co-host is Justin Dyke. Justin is founder of PoolDues.com, and Justin has made exactly the innovative moves uh, with his business that I mentioned earlier. He signed a whole bunch of pools across the country recently by adding a social distancing aspect, social distancing aspect to his reservation software. When the Dunwoody North, Georgetown, and Kingsley neighborhoods open their doors this year, it will not be business as usual. Even pools will have to adapt to these new regulations, and his reservation software will be able to help with this new normal. He's taken advantage of this pandemic to provide something of value that these pools needed badly, and they needed it very quickly. Innovation, that's what it's all about. So I've talked too much about our own businesses this week. Um, let me give you a quick shout out to our sponsors, and we'll get this going. Dr. Brett Friedman with Village Orthodontics and Porter Brew and Q Brewery. I love them, you love them, and I'll promise I'll give them more time on the next episode. Now on to our conversation with Dunwoody Parks and Rec. Here's Brent Walker, Rachel Waldron, and Kate Borden. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. Uh, Brent Walker Brent, and... Uh, introduce them? Sure. This yeah. is uh, Rachel Waldron, our program uh, manager and Kate Hi. Borden, our program supervisor with the Dunwoody Parks and Rec Department. Hey. Is it a lot easier for you now? Last time we were here, you had no staff. Yeah, whatsoever. it's great. It's awesome. Actually, uh, we have... Uh, or is it more work? It have the parks grown enough where you actually need help? Or? Yes. Okay. 
we needed help about two years ago so we um but we're actually now able to do a lot of the things that we've been planning to do for the past couple of years now we can actually see them uh start to mature and, and get off the ground and with brook run uh with that new facility coming online with the new athletic fields and the amphitheater disc golf new pavilions uh all that kind of stuff it it's nice to have the staff to be able to support the programs that are going to go into it. Yeah, disc golf. I kind of forgot that that was one, that was on the table because everybody was talking about it a lot, saying we didn't need it or we need it, and then I didn't hear about it again. Yeah, it, it's it's such a low cost amenity in the park. It, it really is probably the cheapest thing we've built in the parks because yeah. it's it's small concrete tee pads and then eighteen baskets uh, in the woods, and um, it's incredibly popular sport we've come to find out there's a large group of of guys that have been calling us every month asking when is it going to open can we get out there with let me guess are they like 28 years old living at home no believe it or not they're not they're older guys yeah and they i at least they sound like older guys. <laughs> they sound older. But, uh, they change their voices two guys yeah, exactly. calling over and over yeah, exactly. they say they're older but it's uh <laughs> it's it's crazy because and that that's not that abnormal you know when you when you build something you think ah you know this is kind of those kind of fringe activities that you don't hear about a lot of people playing as soon as you build it like there's clubs and there's organizations and all these people start coming out of the woodwork you're like wow this is actually really popular yeah it's like bringing people in you know yeah and that's it i mean that's you know brook road's gonna have scheduled programming with our athletic programs and the special events stuff we do out there but the great thing about that park is there's so many self-guided amenities in the park. There's a trail, there's a playground, there's a skate park. There's all these great things that uh, you can come in anytime and, and enjoy the park itself. And that's disc golf is this great combination of sport, outdoor hiking. You know, it's a it's a leisure sport. It's not I can do it without breaking a sweat, which is nice because I don't like to sweat. Where do you park so. for that? <laughs> Is it like um, past the dog park, take a right there? Yeah. Like so where the, treetop is? The first tee will be actually at the community garden. If you take the main drive all the way back, like you're going to the um, the new athletic fields, uh, there'll be a small gravel lot there. And there'll be signs at each tee showing where, where the baskets are in the woods. So okay. you'll, you'll start there and kind of work your way around the garden, behind the new pavilion, kind of back over towards treetop and then back behind the doll park and come right back. It'll circle back to where the first tee is. So Where are we playing, a par three? <laughs> depends. There's actually <laughs> several. It, yeah, yeah. And uh, it depends on how long the fairway is for that shot or how many difficult trees are in the way. You had to figure this out then. There's a guy <laughs> that designs disc golf courses. No kidding. Yeah. Very niche. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he he works for the design company um, that did the, the plans for Brook Run. He actually lives in Tennessee. I worked for him. He came down and laid the course out. We walked it several times, uh, had modified it a little bit. And, uh, yeah, it's going to have nine tees with 18 baskets. So you can do it once and then go back around. So you do a full 18 holes or you can throw to both baskets from one tee and play all of it once what bs i'm gonna update my linkedin profile that just says discord discourse <laughs> golf course designer be the second one in the country yeah yeah what <laughs> can't be that hard <laughs> he he fits the stereotype 
Oh, yeah. oh, but this yeah. golf course designer, <laughs> really nice guy. But he knows his stuff. He That's knows cool. his stuff. So let's uh, talk a little bit about the um, the programs we're planning out there. I'll let Rachel talk about that a little bit, and then Kate can speak a little bit about the the athletic field scheduling and what we're trying to do. As you guys know, we we have a deficit of athletic fields in Dunwoody, and we're better now than we were five years ago. Um, and we're, we're trying to accommodate as many groups as we can and also balance the need for free play and open times so people can just enjoy them. Yeah. There's, is there going to be any more turf, or is it all going to be sod from here on out? We've got one field turfed completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other field is they're getting grading done. This, luckily, this past week we had really good weather, so we got a lot of dirt moved and a lot of grading done. Um, so we expect to start putting the artificial turf down on the other field in the next week, weather permitting. So um, they'll all be done in time for the grand opening. Um, What we're doing with those fields, it'll have an overlay for uh, full field soccer and lacrosse, and then we're having them sew in tick marks to locate for uh, half field soccer and and lacrosse. Um, That way, all you get to do is just use field paint, mark it out. They're already measured, just pull string, paint it, and you're good to go. So they're not out there having to measure everything off and all that. Right. So we'll be able to mark it for the season. I'll have to refresh it every now and then. But that way we've got uh, layouts ready for whatever sport we want to do out there without having a million lines all over the place Does all the time. Does stuff eventually wash off? It's like yeah. temporary? Yeah, okay. yeah, temporary marking paint. Yep. So, um, but yeah, it's – We've been working uh, with school to provide some field time for them. Uh, you know, they, they have just grass fields at the school, and uh, Coach Nash over there approached us about, and some of the dads on with the teams over there wanted to get some practice times to be able to utilize those fields, and, and we're happy to accommodate any way we can. And really that after-school time is pretty open anyway because um, even with the Chiefs coming in or any other user groups coming in, they're not going to start till later in the day. Right. Parents got to get off work. Kids got to get out of school, get home, they go to practice. So um, it's going to be a great benefit to the school system because their lacrosse and, and soccer programs haven't been able to utilize all the field space that they have over there. There's always that issue with – The cap guy schools? Yeah. Yeah, and they and they done – Coach National have done a really good job of getting the football field in the shape that it's in – and it's just tough when you have that many sports crammed onto one field because then you start tearing it up. And yeah. it's hard to to get everybody on there without trashing the field, and then it's in terrible shape. So with us having the artificial fields, it's going to make it great for them to be able to use them and, and have those practice times without tearing up their 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 only real field over right. there. You're going to have to use. learn to say no, though. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people coming at you yeah, for field time. Yeah, and, and we do. Uh, you know, we – We've had a lot of groups approach us and want to use it, and we're trying to concentrate on local folks and what, like what us, we Matt, want to offer. Let's go book it. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we talk to? <laughs> so, one of these. There guys. you go. That's why you have it. Scheduling field time. They, they can say no all day. So, but it's um, we're, you know, we want to take care of, of course, our programs and what we're trying to build for the rec department because that's where our focus is, is on rec programming. We want to provide an opportunity for anybody of any skill level that wants to play to be able to come out and play. Yeah. And then we want to take care of, of our, our schools because those are, are done with the kids. And the hope is that we can build a rec program that will then feed into your middle school and high school program. So the level of play will get better just because the rec department 
that's providing that introduction to the sport. So lacrosse is going to get better. Soccer is going to get better. These kids, when they're coming in at six, are going to get skills here in Dunwoody that will translate into a middle school and high school program that they weren't able to do before without going to some other city or another county program. So uh, we'll see over time just the athletics in general get better in Dunwoody because of it. And we want to provide that service. It's um, just because it's a county school system doesn't mean they're not Dunwoody residents playing in them. So, um, so that's, that's kind of our focus with athletics. And then Rachel and, and Kate have a, a litany of, of programs that we want to start. Um, Pickleball. I got some land for you. We actually have a couple of pickleball uh, courts over at Pernishaw. They're, they're on the basketball courts over there. So if you get out there in the morning, there's nobody on them. But usually by midday into the night, they're covered up with guys playing basketball. Have you seen – Talk about two, like, polar opposites, the basketball players yeah. and the pickleball players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're well, definitely different uniforms. Have you, seen, have you seen the version of it, though, that's totally caged in and that it just you can bounce off the ball off the cages? It's like racquetball, but you're still <laughs> face-to-face. I, I think maybe it's called maybe it's paddle ball. Is that is yeah. that right? Yeah, that is but still, like pickleball. It, yeah, it doesn't take up that much space. Be pretty nice. Yeah, we're actually looking at restriping all of our tenants courts uh, to house pickleball because it's just a net height difference, mm-hmm. and so we're looking at putting in nets that you can raise and lower. Ooh. So if people want to come out and play pickleball, they just drop the net. Where are tennis ball court? I mean tennis courts around right. here. So right just now we have Winwood Hollow. Winwood Hollow. Um, and then we also we bought the Waterford uh, swim tennis facility. Oh, yeah, I forgot about and that. It has a two tennis courts on it that we're going to refurb and get. So them this back is why you need the extra staff. Yes, yeah. you, you yeah. actually are making big changes. Yeah, actually, yeah, tell us a little bit more about that because aren't you doing a trailway up from Kingsley, the swim club mm-hmm. to, uh, to to Waterford? I didn't realize mm-hmm. how close they were. Did you know this? Yeah, they're, they're like right next to each other. Like. On a you know satellite view, yeah, there. So we bought uh, just shy of eight acres from the Waterford community. It's their old swim tennis facility. It's got the old pool, two tennis courts, a old pool house, and a, a small pavilion. And we're going to demo everything but the tennis courts and the pavilion, and put in a neighborhood park, small small parking lot, playground, um, and bathroom facility so it won't be a big draw for people to drive all over the place from like brook run it'll be cool for the kingsley folks it'll be great for them um for the waterford folks and the surrounding neighborhoods there's a ton of cul-de-sac neighborhoods all around it that can now be connected through a trail system it'll be a natural trail surface uh, through a wetland creek area that can connect the kingsley swim tennis facility uh up to the park there's um an opportunity to take it down east of the Kingsley Lake. So all those cul-de-sac communities on that side of town, be able to walk the trail to the park. I can't remember exactly how many neighborhoods it touches, but it's a ton of, of small neighborhoods that now have a community park that's within walking distance. Whereas before you had to, it was a good mile to drive around, up around on um, Mount Vernon, just to get around to Waterford and down to the park property. so And that's just space that Waterford never used anymore? Yeah, it was. So the pool fell into disrepair. Uh, the deck was in bad shape. and Probably didn't have good uh, software. <laughs> no member billing <laughs> online. Yeah, so they it just got to the point where I think the, the cost to repair it exceeded the, the membership. 
So they're probably all members somewhere else anyway at the, that point. Yeah, and so they they approached us and were wanting to to see if we wanted to turn it into a park, and they said, "Yeah, it'd be great." Because it's it was it, when we did our parks master plan, that area uh, is underserved already uh, for park space. Is that kind of northeast corner of the city? And that's right where this property happened to be. So it, it was a win-win for us. And then the, one of the best things about it is we didn't even pay for it. Nancy Jester freed up some money from DeKalb County out of her budget and bought the property for the that city. That was that money that she so. told us about like when the podcast first started. Really? Yeah, and it wasn't used until Oh, then. that's yeah. right. So that you crazy? had that extra money. Yeah. yeah. Could, could you guys do uh, some uh, like wayfinding signs around that neighborhood? Uh, like put, attach them to the existing, you know, like stop signs or whatever that just direct people to different places? Because we talked about this before, just the, the city could just use that in general, mm-hmm. right? Yes, so a couple of things were actually kind of on the front burner for that. The uh, Discover Dunwoody just did a presentation at the last council meeting to talk about wayfinding signage throughout the city, gateway signs, wayfinding for pedestrians around the CID and then that kind of leaching out to the neighborhoods over time and then we're actually we have our park signage um, is out for bid right now we're going to get all new entry signs for all the parks and that design will carry through with what you're talking about this um, is a little bit more simple I mean because so Kingsley they, they had their sign taken down did you hear about this their big sign that said like this is where Kingsley Swim and Tennis is. Oh, it yeah. was the sign person. What was pay your dues? What wasn't it? Wasn't it like pay your dues? No, it was like a proper big sign. Oh. I think. Um, so so it'd be nice if that neighborhood had. Just, I mean, yeah, it's a little bit of an advertisement, but still at the same time, it's like I mean, we should all kind of know where the swim and tennis clubs are. You know, like arrows going this way, that yeah. You know, right. Yeah, and that's that's part of that wayfinding mindset package. Is you have to kind of figure out what's that threshold of what people need to find and what's important of course your civic facilities schools i mean if there's an issue at the pool an emergency i mean you kind of want the ambulances to i mean i know that they have a some technology there too but (laughs) just satellites but it'll make them feel good like yeah (laughs) it looks like we're still on the right path are you part of the um the pathways from the village that they were talking about putting in like connecting the village to the different neighborhoods is that parks or is that that it's it falls under public works when it leaves the parks when it the trails go into the right-of-way that's when michael smith's transportation plan kind of takes over um, from the parks plan but he and i coordinate those routes and oftentimes he and i will go walk them together just so we can collaboratively come up with a, a plan through people's backyards yeah like, with the parks like, oh, we got a vest on we're in hard hats and a and a caution vest we're important So now with the amphitheater, we can do everything there. Um, so we'll have three. We're going to do our typical June, July, and August. Um, DHA, Denwood Home Association, would like to do one maybe October um, just to kind of expand that. And then um, this year under the same umbrella, there's going to be two at the Nature Center. Okay. Um, stage doors approach us about doing maybe a theater in the park Ooh, in September, which would be really be cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. That's like um, a perfect size for a it, play, it I is, feel like. It is, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the rental pavilion by itself is, I mean, it's it's a beast. It's going to be, it'll seat like 200 people, 26 picnic tables in there. Um, so when you rent that area, because of how everything's laid out, when you rent the pavilion, you also get use of the Great Lawn and the amphitheater area. Where's the pavilion? In the very back? It kind of sits up on that hill. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, where it is now. I got Where you. it is, yeah. It just kind of moved up a little bit and it, you know, expanded it with bathrooms and fountains and everything. 
Um, and for, what is it, $500 for a half day, which is yeah. up to four hours, you get all the space. Anything more than that would be $1,000. So, yeah, if you guys wanted to go out and do a What's Up Dunwoody event. That's uh, cool. Yeah. For free. Sandy, yeah. Spring, <laughs> Sandy Springs is putting a lot of money yeah. into their acts. They got Driving and Crying coming this summer. Yeah. Did you see that? That's yeah, they, they have a lot of money. Yeah, they're Driving and Crying. They have a lot of money. more money than we have. That Mercedes money goes along. Yeah. 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 yeah if, if, I mean, if What's Up Dunwoody would love to sponsor, you know, we can extend yeah, our, our cool. dollars that way. Um, yeah, and then there's going to be another um, rental pavilion across from all that. That'll just be first come first serve because it's going to be once once we get rolling with the events and five Ks come back out there, it's going to be too hard to kind of manage all of that. We so. can we can afford somebody that has the same name as one of the Beatles. Paul, just just a guy named just, Paul. Just go named Paul, or yeah. the one. maybe not a guy, a guy named Ringo. I don't know if there's that many out there. <laughs> they charge more. Yeah, I bet he does charge more. John, John's an easy one. John's easy. Yeah. Um, one of the other parks kind of coming up is Primer Center East Park property. Uh, right by the Georgetown the, Bridge and Georgetown Pool. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So that park is, we just let the quote for design services this past week. So um, we'll be using the concept that was adopted in the park's master plan. And we've already done the bridge and trail. Which is awesome. Uh, which is and, like, and, you, and you planted some stuff down there. Yeah, That's yeah through Trees really Atlanta. We right. did a big planting down there back in October. And uh, Well, they're finally starting to look like they're... <laughs> like they're actually plants, <laughs> yeah. not <laughs> sticks in the ground. <laughs> so we put a lot of sticks in ground. So we um, that park will be very similar to Waterford. It'll be a neighborhood park. Uh, it's about five acres that we own over there. Uh, is that the art area where there's going to be lots of art? The art? Or what they were trying to do? So the public art process is is coming off the ground too and it, it's kind of all over the perimeter area and through the parks along the trailways um we're actually about to kick off working with a, a public art planner that will help us determine the best locations through the city to have public art installations a lot of it will be public spaces like brook run and georgetown place like that but then we're also working with private landowners too in the cid area and marta um, to get more public art in that space, so I think Terry Nall mentioned something about yeah. it being an art park, mm -hmm. but you know, yeah, I mean, we we may have a piece there, right? But uh, it'll be more just a traditional playground, bathrooms. We are going to put in a uh, kind of outdoor fitness area uh, along the trail. One thing that Discover Dunwoody did is they did a survey about a year ago, uh, maybe two, and one of the things that visitors to Dunwoody wanted was a place to, to run and work out so when they come here around the mall there's not a trail system or some things you would see in other cities you just come out of your hotel and go for a jog or whatever so that that trail the Georgetown Bridge that's there is going to connect into our Dunwoody Trailway that's running up and down Astro Dunwoody uh, that's coming online here in the next year also so we want to put a small fitness area there so if you're visiting you want to get your workout in, you can run the trail, stop, work out. Who does that? Well, who would go and vacation I think anywhere? That sounds great. Bro. Yeah, and be like, let's just see where I can go run. I have to plan for everybody, not my personal interest, <laughs> but for theirs. I don't personally want to go running. I can't but. imagine. I just can't imagine that. Some people do. Yeah. Uh, people do. But So it, it's just going to be a nice um, amenity, too, for the residents to live around yeah. there because yeah. you, have a, you have a ton of apartments there, too. and. 
Um, pretty limited park amenities uh, for families that even live in those apartments. So it's going to have you, a, Should you be calling them apartments or townhomes? What are they? Uh, I think they're, they're pre-done. What do you still think they're apartments? Oh, uh, oh, okay. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Well, that town's in that perimeter. Those are townhomes. Those, those are townhomes. Those are nice. Yeah, those are, those are big money right there. Those are nice. And they, that, the towns and folks donated the two acres to us that are on the um, Georgetown side of the bridge, that wooded area. Uh, in front of those houses actually was owned by Townsend and they donated it to us when we oh, so they could have put townhomes all the way up to right up to the bridge if they wanted to that was nice of them to yeah it kind of gets into that floodway so it's kind of limited development they could do anyway yeah. so but they uh, know all about that they were able to give us that property so I made a you know three acre park into a five acre park yeah which is you know nice it's a nice buffer five acres the in the middle of the perimeter is hard to come by yeah <laughs> no kidding no kidding and we we picked up that property when DeKalb County um it was their property so when we did the park transfer we picked up that that acreage then it was only an acre and a half then and we bought another acre and a half and then Townsend donated the other two so we're and that's what we're trying to do we understand that Dunwoody is pretty built out but anywhere we can try to either get easements or put some small parcels together to create some more neighborhood parks. Yeah, that's and kind of like close that. to where that grassy knoll is that they're going to develop too. Oh, down. I wonder if you could talk yep. to them a little bit. Yeah, so we're we're working right now on how to get the trail from where it dead ends at Primer Center East through the old city hall uh, office complex. That's right there. It's owned by Grub Properties. Is getting that around and up Primer Center East to tie into that new Astrodomity Trail is going to run north and south um, basically from the mall all the way up to Mount Vernon so you'll have that uh, connection through this PCID too so it's all going to get there you know our next hurdle is to try to get that trail where it ends at the Georgetown Swim and Tennis over to Shambly Domini and Spring House and connect to Georgetown Park because you can't go up Spring House right and it too steep is yeah that- it's pretty steep I and mean, we've talked about having a temporary just kind of marking along the road to show people how to get from georgetown park down to uh the swim tennis facility and get on the bridge right there there's but, your wayfinding signs right there yeah. yeah and ultimately though we want to get kind of in that 285 corridor behind kroger yeah well with those elevated sure. lanes maybe you could go like right under those yeah. lanes that's kind of what they did in sandy springs yeah it seems like yeah and there's you know, GDOT's doing all that design now, and I know Michael Smith's been talking with them about how Are we can coordinate. Are they coming to us and asking? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he 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 meets a lot with them through the ARC, and uh, he they talk to GDOT a lot. Yeah, <laughs> he does a lot with them. They're so. slow. Two years, that I guess the minimum is when they're going to tell us. It's kind of a big job too. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty big. What what little parcel they're taking out of the swim tennis property yeah he's been in the middle of that yeah so there's a lot of a lot of small parks that are getting developed over the next year Uh, you know we're kind of getting a big push of brook run done in the next month or two get it open for programs and we want to kind of just let brook run breathe for a little while and just have programs out there and get people used to being able to go out there and enjoy the new amenities and concentrate on the smaller neighborhood parks with waterford in Perimeter Center East over the next two years, and then, um, then the tra- you know trail connectivity across the city. Those are going to be our kind of our focus for the next couple of years, and yeah, who knows what else? We've got Austin Elementary School, the, oh, gosh, the old yeah. site. Holy cow! That um, right now the kids are out, but the school still has a bunch of equipment in there, so we're working through the takedown of that 
property and getting all their stuff out. That's huge. And then we'll have that 10 acres to figure out what's going to happen. We'll be doing a lot of public input meetings and discussion with the community over there about what they want that to look like because it wasn't included in the parks master plan because it was happening as we were doing the master plan. It can't be anything other than a disc golf course at this point. That's what the people want, right? <laughs> we may be done. Yeah. We may have all the disc golf we need at Brook Run. Now you're so. going to start getting phone calls. Hey, man, just wondering when that Austin disc golf course is ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm 67 and a voter. Hey, man. You, you don't sound know. it. You never know. <laughs> well, what's your team like now? How many, how many people are, do you have? So there's five, five of us, yeah. So we, um, with Kate, and uh, we have AJ Beck DeBlasi, who just came on with us too, who is our operations coordinator uh, under Gabe Nepps, who's our operations manager. So they're kind of over all the day-to-day operations, maintenance, janitorial, and then any enhancements that we're doing in the older parks. They're fixing up some of the older stuff. So they kind of handle that side of it, and then Kate and Rachel handle all the programs. Uh, rentals who uh, cleans the toilets at windward hollow that's do you do that yes that's, that's me you, that's i all handle all janitorial services <laughs> stocking i bet you drive around with some of that stuff though just in case you'd be like you know hey, I I used to. He's done I it. Used i've to. seen him do it i used to <laughs> I've, I've, I've cleaned no good parks director is above things like no. that yeah. <laughs> you can't be. can't be but when gabe started on my handed on my my plunger kit it's like it's all you now man I'm out. No more 2 a.m. phone calls for me. So, but uh, but yeah, in the beginning, that's yes, that's my truck was the parks wagon. It was everything needed to secure, clean, whatever, yeah. fix something. But we've grown, and you know, we try to grow as the facilities grow. We try to be mindful of, of y'all's tax dollars. Well, you can not- definitely tell. I mean, I think two years ago when we started the show, there wasn't a whole lot going on. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys weren't making moves in the right direction, and. Yeah. Now it seems like everything's happening at once. At Windward Hollow Park's really nice now. Yeah. And we we have these kind of cycles where we we build have money. And they, <laughs> we save, 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 design and we'll design for about a year and then we'll build that thing for about a year and then we'll design for a year and then, but now we're getting to the point where we've got enough staff on board and and some funding where we can kind of keep that momentum going where so as projects are wrapping up we're already in the wheelhouse to get the next one off the ground so things can happen quicker because um, you know there there's a lot going on in atlanta there's a lot of neighboring cities that got a lot going on and you know we don't want people to have to go somewhere else that was the point of being dunwoody is yeah. that you would get your services met here and we didn't have any soccer fields in dunwoody right until or we still don't i guess but we're going to right. next couple weeks right Next couple next, of months. Next few, few weeks. Okay. Yeah, a few weeks. <laughs> Just looking at that. By the time this airs. <laughs> so I think one field actually has all the turf down. It does. It's I done. go by there every and day. It's done. So uh, as soon as we get the parking lots done, we'll get it open for business. But um, but I, I will say that the quality of the facilities that we build are above and beyond what some of the other neighboring folks are building. I mean, the, we have probably the best baseball facility in north metro atlanta it's phenomenal so um and we expect our our multi-use fields for soccer and lacrosse to be the same thing they're the way they're built the design of them the way the crowd can interact with the game and come and sit and watch games and we won't love that little concession area where you can look down on the fields that's really cool that plaza and there's gonna be a hill you can sit up on and watch games and that's what we want we want people to come to the park just for whatever reason and then realize hey while we're here let's just go watch 
a couple of soccer matches or the high school lacrosse team's playing today or whatever and make a day of it. We don't want people to be so one-focused when they go to the park. They've got to do that thing and leave. We'll just spend the day there and have lots of stuff you can do. So That is a nice little slice of Americana right there. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to get a golf cart because I live like a half mile from there. Legal cool. or not, I'm getting I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can make no comments about you driving the golf cart. I've already gotten one warning. <laughs> He'll say, what's up, done with y'all ever? Hopefully I won't yeah. get any tickets. <laughs> like this morning. <laughs> Well, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for coming into City Hall today. Thanks. Yeah, well, they're always trying to be here. I try to be here at least five yeah. days a week. So, gonna try to wrap that up a little better. No, that was perfect. Okay. All right. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks. Oh, thank y'all.